Welcome to the Victory Cast, the official podcast of Victory Baptist Church. I am your host, Pastor Joshua Summer. If you are joining us and you are not a member of Victory Baptist Church, we welcome you, and we are glad you are here to listen. And I would also say that if you are ever in the Kansas City area, please drop by our church on a Lord's Day. We'd love to see you at the 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock morning service, and 1 o'clock p.m. afternoon service. We also have a lunch hour in there in between services. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I want to look at Galatians 5, 22 through 23, the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. When we think about the law of God, theologians have typically made a distinction between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. The reason theologians have made a distinction between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law is because that is a distinction that is made in Scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. God also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. What I want to focus in on here in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, is not necessarily each fruit that is born by the operation of the Spirit in the believer, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We could indeed go through and we could list each and every one of those out. We could explain in detail what each and every one of those attributes of the Christian, we might say, entail in terms of our practical living, our living out uh, in terms of our relationship to the Spirit of God and the Christian life, regenerated life and, and new life in Christ and what that all looks like in accordance with the fruits of the Spirit listed here in Galatians 5. But that's not what I want to do today. All I want to do today is I want to look at the last clause. Against these things, there is no law. And I want to examine, just briefly here, this will not be a very long podcast, what that means. It's something that we can read past very quickly. It's something that we can put out of our minds as soon as we've finished proclaiming the verse, preaching from the verse, memorizing the verse. We typically take that last clause and we write it off to maybe just uh, Paul waxing poetically. Maybe he's just elaborating upon the goodness and the fittingness of these uh, of these particular attributes of the Christian as the Spirit indwells them. But I think there's something much more significant about that clause. In fact, I think that what verse 22 and the first half of verse 23, gentleness and self-control, I think what those attributes or the fruits of the Spirit is telling us is the fulfillment or what the obedience to the law actually looks like. Um because when Paul says there is no law against these things, it follows that as you do them, as you perform them, you are performing that which is lawful. You are doing that which is indeed lawful, that which is good and consistent with the very nature and character of our God himself. 
And so the fruits of the Spirit is... Are, they're not just virtues that are preferable in the life of the Christian. The fruits of the Spirit are actually what it means when we say the Spirit of God's law. This is, this is the reality or the substance of God's law, we might say. This is the instantiation of true, heartfelt, regenerate obedience. Things or obedience is done out of law, joy, peace, suffering, or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are all the things that represent the operation of the Spirit in the true Christian. It is true that a person could externally manifest a trivial obedience to the Ten Commandments, let's say, but it's not true that a person could trivially manifest obedience to the Ten Commandments in the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You see, there's a way that a person could obey the law that's merely external. It's the pharisaical way, we might say, of obeying the law that perhaps it, it has some civil use. It, 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 it moves sin to the inner corners of the lives of people. And thus, when you're walking through you know, society, you're not seeing sin overtly and outrightly in the public square when you live in a country full of hypocrites. However, that's not what God's looking for ultimately. God is looking for a society which is found now in the local church, that walks not only in accordance with his commandments, right? Because unbelievers, unregenerate people can do that to some extent, to an external degree. He's looking for people, and he's creating a people, in fact, that walk according to love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And if you just took those attributes, those fruits, if you will, of the Spirit— and said, I'm going to do those. I'm going to, I'm going to love, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take joy in God and his people. I'm going to live a peaceable life. I'm going to be long-suffering. I'm going to be kind, good, faithfulness, gentle, or faithful, gentle, and, and I'm going to have control of myself. Um, then what you're, you're looking at at that point when all you when you when you understand those terms and what they mean and 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 the extent to which they apply to the human person, uh, at that point you're going to be fulfilling the whole law. You're going to be doing the Ten Commandments. Uh, you can't you can't do those things without actually obeying the Ten Commandments. In other words, if you do love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control, there won't be one law within the more what we call the moral law which is codified in the decalogue left out not one of those laws will be left out you cannot possibly walk according to Galat the, the fruits of the spirit in galatians 5 22 and 23 and leave out any one of the moral commandments of god because it's 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 these virtues that actually work out into that external obedience to the moral law in a genuine sense. Sure, we can feign obedience as we uh, make people think and, and make it appear as if we are obeying the moral law. That's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes did quite often. But the kind of obedience that God is looking for and the kind of obedience that God is creating within his people is a genuine obedience. And a genuine obedience consists in the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So conversely, I would also go on to say that obedience to the moral law or the Ten Commandments without any of those things 
without love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, is not true obedience to the moral law. If you're obeying the moral law without any of the substance of the moral law, which is the fruits of the Spirit, then you're not really obeying the moral law. You're lying to everyone and making them think that you're obeying the moral law. It's merely external, however. And it's not the kind of obedience that God has determined is true obedience, which gets to these deeper virtues. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such there is no law. Hopefully this was helpful in understanding what we mean by the spirit of the law versus just the letter of the law. Letter of the law being the law by itself, and you could include external obedience to it in that regard. And we understand that the law by itself condemns and kills. But in terms of our new covenant inclusion and what the new covenant promises, namely that the law is promised, obedience is promised, that the law would be written on our hearts. And indeed, Galatians 5, and 23 is an example of what that means, to say that the law of God is written on our hearts by virtue of regeneration and the operation of the Spirit in that. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day.